Good morning. The song goes, you are alone are my strength and shield. Yeah, Isaiah 12. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. But he has also become my salvation. First Peter 2. In light of Jesus being our desire, more precious than gold. May we also look to him as an example. Again, many times I've come up here recently as far as what's going on in the world and going, okay, Lord, help me preach to myself that God is on his throne. I'll read a section of 1 Peter 2, and then I've got a portion of John Piper's Solid Joys as a commentary on it. 1 Peter 2, 19 through 25. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when he be buffeted, punished for his faults, for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. Now, Kevin, back to patiently as we talked earlier. You take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were he called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, to his Father in heaven who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye are healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. John Piper. I'll reread First Peter 2.23. His version. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. No one was more grievously sinned against than Jesus. Every ounce of animosity against him was completely undeserved. No one has ever lived who was more worthy of honor than Jesus. And no one has been dishonored more. If anyone had a right to get angry and be bitter and vengeful, it was Jesus. How did he control himself when scoundrels whose very existence he he sustained spit on him? 1 Peter 2.23 gives that answer. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. What this verse means is that Jesus had faith in the future grace of God's righteous judgment, future power. He did not need to avenge himself for all the indignities he suffered because he entrusted his cause to God. He left vengeance in God's hands and prayed for his enemies. Quote, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke twenty-three thirty-four. 
Peter gives us this glimpse into Jesus' faith so that we would learn how to live this way ourselves. He said, quote, you've been, get, you've been called to endure harsh treatment patiently because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. First Peter 2.21. The punchline. If Christ conquered bitterness and vengeance by faith in what God, the good judge, had promised to do, how much more should we, since we have far less right to murmur for being mistreated than he did? Let's think about that. And in light of us having communion this morning, what he bared on the cross, really unjustly, he did not deserve that. Let us remember that. Let's pray. Well, God, thank you. Again, blessed to be able to freely gather together with other believers, Lord, that delight in gathering and worshiping you. Lord, I pray today, God, there was an excitement of coming together, Lord, to hear your word, to sing praises unto you, to encourage one another, to get to know you more. Lord, help us to continue to look unto Jesus, our Savior, our example for life. God, you're good. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear and give us a heart to understand. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.